Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish dash tech dash news. Hello and welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. My name is Melanie Boylan and today I'm joined by Juliana Navais, who is a researcher at the University of São Paulo in Brazil and also the director of the Youth Special Interest Group of the Internet Society. Welcome to the podcast, Juliana. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, very grateful to have you. Now, very recently, we put up a press release about um, something coming up with the uh, Internet Society. So you've got this um, sort of applications are being looked for, sought for 15 places. Can you tell us more about what this particular press release is about, please? Of course, yes. Well, uh, the press release refers to the Early Career Fellowship uh, by the Internet Society. Well, the Early Career Fellowship is a new educational uh, professional development experience to create a diverse generation of internet champions who will bridge the gap between technology and policy and hopefully become advocates for an open internet, essentially. So internet champions, that's quite a phrase, turn of phrase there. So are, are these going to be um, well-known people, or famous people, or is it, are they going to be particularly good at something? Well, uh, I guess the, the requirement to be an internet champion is to be interested and willing to make an impact in, in technology policy. And when I say technology policy, I'm referring to a field that is essentially uh, dedicated to studying and understanding the impacts of technology for society and trying to build uh, regulation and public policy and other types of measures that benefit both uh, technological development and social well-being. So, no, you don't have to be famous. You just have to be interested in understanding and making an impact on, on technology and, and regulation and politics generally. And who's it available to? Is it just in Ireland or Europe or? No, this is an international program. So uh, the requirement is us uh, to be in, in early stages of, of your career, obviously, hmm. um, and to be interested in this field, to have some, some level of experience in, in the field of technology policy. Uh, but it, it's not required for you to be an expert already. It's for those people willing to, to build uh, their career and to take the next steps into, into becoming someone that is uh, researching and, and working directly with uh, internet governance and technology policy. And will you offer um, these successful candidates support along the way? Well, uh, could you please repeat the question, please? <laughs> well, yes, because um, these won't be, you know, specialists in their field they could be just interested in this area and will you be sort of mentoring them or guiding them along the way on, in how to fulfill their role yes that's that's precisely the purpose of the program actually uh well you're required to have at least some knowledge of, yeah. of the field or or some experience but not too much of it because the whole purpose of the fellowship is to guide people through it uh so uh People, uh, the fellows are gonna have access to 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 mentorship uh, 
uh, to trainings and to to a whole network of people who are going to help them uh, develop their careers and and actually uh, choose a field of specialization and and all of this. So um, the whole idea of it is to accompany people through the process of uh, being involved in technology policy and and actually uh, becoming more experienced in it. And will it be a full time role? No, 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 that's a part-time role. Um, you're required to dedicate some amount of hours to it, uh, but you're not required to, to be fully dedicated to it. So you could do this at the same time that you were finishing. You should do it with other activities at the same time. That's that's kind of the idea of it as well. So, so you can kind of have this this training parallelly to, to what you're doing on a daily basis. It, it does sound very good. It sounds like it's, it can really slot into anybody who's got a personal interest in this sector um, who doesn't know how to start and, you know, just kind of gives them an introduction with support. So uh, have you run this kind of course before? Well, uh, the Internet Society has a series of trainings that it has been doing for quite a long time. Uh, and they're very varied in the sense that some of them are dedicated to people in the early stages of their careers, such as the Early Career Fellowship. Uh, but some of them are, are for people who have more experience. So, yes, uh, the Internet Society has quite a lot of experience running uh, trainings and mentorship programs for a varied uh, kinds of public. Um, and also it's an international organization. So they do have a lot of experience with different backgrounds as well. And well, it's an organization that has chapters all over the world. So that people uh, who are participating in the early career fellowship could also uh, join one of the chapters and, and try to, to build uh, some local impact at the same time that they're doing it. So. Uh, it's quite a, a huge organization with plenty of experience in it. Does it cost anything um, to be a part of this? No, it's absolutely free. Okay, so there's no barriers at all? No. The, the only barrier I would say is uh, how, how willing you are to, to dedicate some hours of your week to, to this training, uh, which is going to benefit you, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, th th that's excellent, because that's what we want to do now is reduce barriers pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how did you get involved, Juliana? I mean, you've, you're now a director of, of the Youth of Special Interest Group for the Internet Society, but how did you enter in um, into this area yourself? Oh, that's, that's an interesting story because, well, I came to know the work of the Internet Society rather uh, coincidentally, I would say. Uh, I was at law school at the time. I was writing a paper on the impacts of the Internet for copyright policy for a course on law and economics. And well, a friend of mine told me about this program to take young people to attend a United Nations forum in Geneva, which is the Internet Governance Forum. Uh, I thought I, I would never get selected for it because, uh, uh, well, I thought technology policy was such an intimidating title for for a field, uh, but I, I decided agree. to apply for it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? 
I decided to apply for it anyway, because, uh, well, it also involved a training and I thought, well, maybe if I do this training, I might be able to, to learn some things, even though, even if I don't get the fellowship to, to go to Geneva. But then I ended up doing the training and I did really well, even though I had very little experience in the field. I, I, I followed all the steps that, that were required and I ended up getting selected to, to go to, to, to the IGF, which is the Internet Governance Forum. Uh, at the United Nations uh, venue at the time, and and well, when I when I when I got there, I I met this entire ecosystem of people from from different uh, different places. So uh, technology policy is quite interesting because you kind of like mix people who are in humanities with people who are in 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 STEM and and science, and that's something that doesn't happen that often in in other fields, but. Well, you meet engineers at the same time that you're talking to journalists and they're all in the same room and talking about the same thing. And well, the Internet Society has quite a role in, in this forum. Um, so I met a lot of people from, from different chapters of ISOC and ISOC, ISOC is the Internet Society. Yeah, it's, it's an abbreviation for Internet Society. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Okay, so I met a lot of people uh, from from different sectors, and and well, I I thought maybe this is a place for me, you know, this field, this these people, they could be my colleagues if I if I stay in this field, and I I thought this was a, a good idea for me, so I eventually joined my national chapters or national chapter of Internet Society, which is the Brazilian chapter, uh, and I've been helping with with their projects since then. And I also joined at the same time the special interest group for, for young people, which is uh, the youth sick. Uh, and I joined it as a as an as a member. And then a year later, I, I ran for uh, for head of projects uh, a position from in the board. And then one year later, I got elected as a director of global engagement, which is what I am right now. Um, so it was really. Uh, a game changer for me attending a, a program organized by, by the Internet Society because I I was just a, a law student at the time. I had some knowledge of, of internet governance and, and technology policy, but I was no expert at all. So it was really uh, a very important step in my life to, to get to know uh, what does this ecosystem mean um, in, in terms of uh, a, a career field. What does it mean in terms of academic uh, academic topics that you you might get involved in? So it's really it was really a door that opened to me when I applied for that program, and and I really <laughs> recommend everybody who's interested in this field to do the same. To be honest. Wow. So that was your trajectory um, through to director was pretty fast, wasn't it? Do you think your background helped? I think uh, what helped was that I I was very willing to work with a very um, with a huge variety of people. So I I was willing to 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 work with people from different regions, and this is kind of like a requirement mm. if you want to to be part of the ISOC ecosystem because. Uh, it's an international organization. I was always very open to it. So I, I made uh, a lot of contacts at the time and became uh, close to, to people who were really engaged. 
So I, I got involved in the projects and that's kind of how it led me to, to becoming a director of global engagement. So when you started um, in this role, did you, um, did you realize that you'd actually be dealing with so many different areas, different, you know, different aspects um, when starting up this role, you know, introducing people to this, um, to ISOC in the first place and on an international basis? Well, yes, and this is sort of uh, what motivated me to getting into this uh, into this role because I feel like a lot of young people feel really intimidated by entering this this technology policy field because, well, in its own very in its own nature, it's a multidisciplinary area that requires you to to know a little bit of technology and at the same time have some knowledge of humanities. So I have a background in law, so I never uh, had any previous contact with technology before participating in the activities promoted by the Internet Society. And I feel like, just like me, uh, a lot of people, they could be very interested in this. They just don't know that they could do this. They just don't know that this could be for them. So what I learned since then is that uh, what 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 is required for you to to get involved in some in some field is for you to be feel confident about it mm. to feel like okay there's a place for me in in this play in, in in this group uh in this company or whatever in this uh academic uh environment and this is uh this is often um difficult to find in in some fields and i feel like uh being a director of global engagement is uh, a way for me to to help young people uh, feel less intimidated by this and and at least to have a representative of the youth in in internet governance uh, looking at them and saying well uh, I'm, I'm here right right now and I, just like you I had not much experience when I entered so you could do the same I mean you could you could be part of this as well if you wanted. So I think this is what I like the most about my role at the Internet Society. And this is what motivated me to, to be part of it as well. I can see that actually. I can genuinely see that your motivation behind it, Joanna. Thank you. Um, now, this is, you say, a, a youth role. So what age would youths be involved? Well, I think uh, the age um, thing varies a lot. Uh, the very conception of what it means to be young has been changing a lot in the last few years. Um, I know some, some people that consider youth to be from like 18 to 25, but I am more in the position of considering youth to be something from 18 to like 30, because uh, that's, that's when people are kind of like graduating from from university and entering the, the job market and all of it. So I think this is uh, what it means to be young. And that's also the conception internet society adopts. Cool. I like you. I suddenly don't feel as old. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so it would be 18 and up um, that could get involved, but um, yeah. I know you're only the the um, director in charge of that area. But could anybody of any age become a part of the Internet Society and get involved? Yes. Uh, well, this uh, early career fellowship is 
uh, dedicated to people, well, obviously at the early stages of their career, but the Internet Society has many other opportunities for, for trainings and engagement. Uh, the most obvious one, I would say, is uh, the national chapters. So uh, I think pretty much almost every country in the world has their own Internet Society chapter, which is uh, essentially a self-organized group mm-hmm. of people who are interested in, in technology policy. They might be uh, academics, they might be working in the private sector, they might be working for government or NGO. So the public varies a lot, but they have one thing in common. They want to, to build uh, an open internet. They want to make a positive impact in, in technology. So uh, so this, this, these groups, they, they're pretty much everywhere in the world and you could join them uh, for free. Uh, some, some groups have a very small membership free fee, but the, this fee is usually not required for you to be involved in most of the activities. It's just for voting purposes. So everybody could be involved in, in, in an Internet Society chapter, essentially. And uh, besides the chapters, uh, Internet Society has also trainings. They're open uh, for the public in general. So they have online trainings that you could uh, apply for uh, on the website. Uh, you could also do. Uh, you could also be part of the special interest group, uh, which is which is the the group I'm part of, the youth special interest group, which are uh, specific groups dedicated to to a community of people in technology policy or to a specific topic in technology policy. So, for example, uh, there's a special interest group for youth, which is the one I'm participating. There's a special interest group for women. Uh, there's a special interest group for people interested in cybersecurity, for example. So there's uh, many different opportunities uh, for people to to be part of the special interest groups uh, if they're not in their national chapters or if they want to be part of books uh, like I am. Uh, But uh, it's not really a requirement for you to be part of a early career fellowship to be part of the Internet Society. This is just an extra program that you could apply to and that is specifically dedicated to to younger people. Okay, I'm beginning to wonder if you can actually see my questions here because you just answered three of them without any prompting. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, No, no, it's brilliant. Um, You know, you have been extremely giving in in, in this podcast. Thank you, Juliana. Um, So- Thank you. Um, I, I did want to ask, actually, because you were saying it's really for people who are in early careers, but, you know, people can change careers, um, you know, midlife crisis, let's say, and they can like, they can go into an early career state and, and later in life. Can they still be involved in that instance? Well, I would say... Um... If, you, if you're willing to, to change your career and to, to get involved in this field, do apply for it and, uh, and, and write down your statement uh, saying why you want to be part of it. And it might be that they, they might consider your application, uh, even though you're not that much uh, early on in your career. So I would say do not feel intimidated by applying if you're, if you're changing. There's still a chance. Career. Yeah, there's still a chance. There's always a chance. So do it, just apply for it and let's see what happens. And I don't think, uh, and even if that doesn't work for you, there are other opportunities that you might apply to. So this is not uh, this is not the end. If you want to be part of this, there are so, so many opportunities for you to, to get into it. And this early career fellowship might be an option, uh, but there are other trainings that ISOC offers that you could be part of uh, 
and, and that might be uh, fit for you for your profile so do apply for it but it, don't feel intimidated if that doesn't work Excellent. Well, I tell you what, you are a singing and swinging absolute ambassador and advocate for ISOC. You really are. Um, so thank you so much for your time today, Juliana. Um, so just last words, where, where do we find um, information about the Early Career Fellowship and a bit more about the Internet Society in general? Okay. To find more information about the Internet Society, uh, just go to internetsociety.org. Uh, there you're going to find information on what, on what Internet Society does, uh, how can you get in, involved, in, and also the trainings that they offer. Uh, for more information on the Early Career Fellowship specifically, you could just go to internetsociety.org-fellowships-earlycareer, and that's where you're going to be able to apply and to find more about the programme. Excellent. Well, you've been an absolute blessing today, Juliana. Thank you so much for your time um, and your Thank passion. You, you know, it's, it's evident <laughs> what your passion is for your role. And um, we look forward to learning more about the, the Early Career Fellowship as you fill up spaces. Thank you very much, Melanie. It's been a pleasure. Well, that's all for now, but we'll be back very soon with another podcast. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.